Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Michael Ely, System VP of IT at Ohio Health. In this segment, Ely talks about why he was willing to take a step back from the CIO role, the organization's big push to bring on independent physicians, and the tremendous difference operational ownership can have on a project. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at improvata.com. Hi, Michael. Thanks so much for taking some time to speak with healthsystemcio.com. Glad to be here, Kate. Thanks for having me. Sure. So uh, I think a good place to start would be just to give a little bit of general information about Ohio Health which you have a number of hospitals, uh, things like that. Obviously, you're located in Ohio, but, but where? Right. We are, we are centrally located in, in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we have uh, 11 hospitals spread throughout the Columbus and um, throughout the kind of the central region of Ohio. And I imagine there's quite a bit going on as far as uh, ambulatory sites. There is, and hospitals and, and all sorts of, of activity are happening. We are... We are uh, ramping up with our Community Connect program, integrating more and more, or looking to integrate more and more private practices and potentially even some hospitals um, into our Epic instance and making some really sound, smart decisions about different ambulatory practices to bring on board. Okay. Now, as far as your role, you are System VP of IT? Yes. Yes, that's correct. I have oversight, really what I'd consider, consider shared services. So I, um, I oversee our enterprise analytics for the organization, kind of our innovation effort and our, our mobile space. Uh, we're, we're doing a lot of things there right now. Our project management office, finance, imaging engineering, um, our BR, our business relationship managers. So a lot of the shared services sort of activities fall under my responsibilities and my accountabilities. Okay. And then from kind of a, uh, a reporting um, point of view, who do you actually report to? I report to uh, Senior VP uh, and CIO uh, Michael Kraus, okay. who also has operational um, ownership for several um, clinical areas such as lab, pharmacy, sterile processing, dietary, those as well. Okay. From your background, you were in more of a CIO role but at smaller organizations. So now was it kind of an adjustment coming into this type of role? No, I worked for a large organization in the past, and I really, I really missed that. So I worked for uh, BJC Healthcare out of St. Louis, which is uh, very similar in terms of size and reach. And um, there's something to be said about being a large organization that has the ability to do some pretty, um, it's pretty interesting and, and neat things within healthcare. And so um, I, I miss that em- environment. Um, and so I was willing to kind of take a step back from the CIO role in some medium-sized organizations. Uh, medium to small, and, uh, and kind of go into Ohio Health in that, in that large environment again. Okay. So is there, there's a pretty clear breakdown as to what falls under your purview and then uh, Michael Krause's? Yes, yes, there are. There are, um, I think, six VPs within IT uh, under system VPs under Michael within Ohio Health. We'll have other individuals that will focus on infrastructure we have a newly appointed CISO who has been with us for about six months now. Um, so I focus more on kind of the regional and the regional systems. We aren't all on Epic yet. And somebody focused around the plan side of the house. And then somebody focused um, 
largely on Epic, and it takes a lot of her time, as well as clinical engineering. So not all of the hospitals are on Epic at this point. No, we have three hospitals in the region that are still not on Epic. We are planning to look at uh, bringing them on board probably in the next two to three years. Okay. And as you kind of alluded to before, um, a big focus on uh, bringing private practices onto Epic. Yes, we've uh, pretty quickly escalated our position around deploying Community Connect uh, to the private practices in the, probably the past uh, five to six months. Really, right now, it's been setting up the infrastructure, um, socializing what Community Connect is to those private uh, practice physicians and clinics, building the, the pro form and the income statement around those things, and actually building up a team so we can su- support Community Connect. And how, how is that mostly done as far as, uh, you know, getting that word out and then educating some of the physicians and trying to recruit them? Ohio Health did a, did a really innovative thing in terms of whenever we deployed Epic. And we've only been on Epic for, um, you know, we started with our first hospital, um, came on February of last year. Oh, wow. And so it's what really been roughly 18 months since our first hospital came on. Um, we deployed nine hospitals over the course of uh, about seven months. And so with that, we had uh, physician envoys. So we had employed physicians, independent physicians, what have you. They really had a lot of training and were supporting our Epic install and go live and continue to be heavily engaged with what we do and how we modify and, and, uh, and work within Epic. And several of those, like I said, a lot of those physicians were actually independent physicians. And so those were already good groups to get engaged with because they had a deep appreciation for what Epic could provide them. Mm-hmm. And so we started having some conversations with them first um, and then just really understanding from other senior leaders operationally who were some good practices to target. I think our our target is well over 200 positions in the next 18 months that we're going to try to bring on. And it, it, it's you know, pr- pretty clear that, you know, why this would be a strategy with, with how things are going just as far as uh, bringing in these docs and having that, that flow of, of information. And is it something where you have technically a clinically integrated network or are you just kind of using that type of model? We are, we're still developing our, our, our CIN right now. We understand that there's going to be a need in the future for that as we continue to try to lower the cost of healthcare within our community. We think we can do that best first with our own associates, take some lessons learned, and then take that out to the community, take that out to the large businesses, the small businesses, take, those, take that out to other independent providers, and develop and really um, improve the share of data and, sh- and to improve quality, um, to lower the costs that patients are receiving for care. Okay. And there's a good amount of willingness to, uh, to go onto the system, onto EPIC? Yeah, I think so. I think there's, um, and this is not one of my direct areas, but I know um, and some of the conversations with the, the other VPs that we um, we do have several physicians that we're targeting and having conversations. I think our first practice will come on in September, and then after that we're, uh, we're targeting um, several every month um, over the next uh, 6 to 12 months. Okay. So when you talk about how the IT department is set up, um, I imagine that, that having several different VPs is what makes it possible to do uh, nine hospitals in, in seven months. To just, just thinking about the logistics of that, that's, uh, that's pretty amazing. It is, and it's not really, it's, it's not about, it's not, it's not the leadership. Um, it's, you know, it's the, uh, it's the associates 
uh, that are actually doing the work and uh, just the, the type of individuals. You know, Ohio Health is continuously a place that's a, a, a top place to work for, continues to have great uh, associate engagement scores, and really it's, it's attributed to the, to the staff that, that are doing this. Um, we had a pretty aggressive timeline, and then you had operational ownership. I was, I've been here for 14 months, and that's the first thing that really, that really surprised me coming from other health organizations was how engaged um, the hospitals and, and the physicians and the operations, the non-IT individuals, mm-hmm. were with this. They were all on board. It was co-executive-led by a, a, a operational executive with our IT executives. And everything, almost everything we do is co-led by some sort of operational leader. And that just helps out tremendously when you have that engagement. Right. Yeah, I, I can imagine. And is that something where that's just been the way things are done, had just kind of been established over time? I, yeah, I think it has. Um, I, you know, I think it's, it's something that they, they found a lot of success, and, they, and they, they spoke to other organizations that had installed Epic early on, and yeah. a few others had utilized that model and found a lot of success there. And so that's kind of how we're, we've, we've migrated to doing other projects, is it's, you know, that are, would be largely considered an IT project, is that they are really co-led by somebody from the operations and, and, and an IT leader. And then we identify all of these other different areas of the hospital. For example, so for surgery, if we're, if we're trying to make improvements within our surgical IT applications, that's not led by anybody from IT. That's led by a, a surgical leader throughout the organization. And so it, just, it continues to be pervasive in that way, and it's, um, it's helped us quickly assimilate the changes that, that Epic have brought. Okay. So then as far as you know, the hospitals before were on a couple different systems? Uh, McKesson, largely. Okay. Yeah, McKesson. One of our organizations, McKesson Horizon uh, Clinicals, um, was a previous system. Currently, we also we still have a uh, one of our hospitals is still on Cerner, and then um, another one is on Paragon. And they'll be transitioning off in the future. Okay. All right. And when you t- talked about some of the uh, the main um, areas that, that fall under you, you mentioned uh, analytics. So can you just talk about some of the, the big priorities there as far as what you're working toward? Yes, it's such a huge demand. Our organization is going through something uh, pretty transformational for us um, anyway. You see other, other parts of the, uh, of, of the nation have been hit, especially in the West Coast, with this what's been deemed the, the value-based uh, journey to where we, you know, organizations are seeing less reimbursements um, for volume-based work and, and either better reimbursement for quality-based work or um, a better reimbursement for keeping patients out of hospitals, those sort of things. And so we as an organization have identified um, 16 different kind of work streams or projects within the organization that, that we can do to help us drive our, our journey on from volume to value. And one of the highest priority items was enterprise analytics. Mm-hmm. We know that if we can take an organization and provide the data that everybody needs, you know, either at the bedside or in their, their desk or wherever, um, that we'll be able to make better decisions and take better care and be more prescriptive with, our, with how we take care of patients, be more predictive with how we take care of patients. Um, and so right now we are actually putting together a pretty robust and investment-heavy um, enterprise analytics um, strategy and, and roadmap. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com 
backslash podcast.